0: Doodle. Uh welcome back, Slash and Survivor Girls. We took a break.
1: And we're back.
0: And we're back. A dinosaur <laughs> story. Um
1: I love that goddamn story. We
0: are a movie podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can we do that? Is that a thing?
0: Is it a horror movie?
1: Actually, the one the we're back with like John Goodman as the big T-Rex. It's actually pretty scary. I could <laughs> I could see that being something where Now look into it. it I don't know. You remember Screw Eye? I
0: think I've seen that movie once, and oh my God. I was like, a, I was under ten when Whew. that came out.
1: Yeah, that, like the, those uh, those horror parts. Yeah, that, that's definitely a that's that's nightmare fuel for kids. <laughs> and dinosaurs, come on!
0: Yay, dinosaurs! <laughs> the dinosaur
1: yeah. boom of the '90s. Anyway, back, back to what we're talking so about. So yeah,
0: welcome back. Uh, for those who are just joining us, I'm Mr. Meg.
1: <laughs> I'm that good buddy box.
0: And uh, we had to take some time off. We've had some things going on.
1: Yeah, we had
0: some family stuff and some convention stuff.
1: Yeah, I uh, I have been practicing for. Uh, we just by the time that this episode goes up, we just had the Or-Legion- Orlando Regional Pokemon Tournament, which is big. It was the largest Pokemon tournament to date. Sixteen hundred fifty eight players. We're all sitting there riffling cards next to each other for two days straight. Like this thing is, it was it was crazy. Go! Well,
0: not all sixteen hundred fifty eight. Some people got knocked off every time there was a round.
1: Yeah, that was me. <laughs> uh, I didn't do too hot. Um, I didn't play as bad. I mean, it was my first regional tournament, but could have been worse. Yeah, it definitely could have been. There was a lot of uh, other players that like we had like a, our little team that uh, that went and I actually didn't do as bad as some of my other team members um, so yeah I mean it, it wasn't a, a total a complete loss but at the same time it was one of those uh, it's definitely a learning experience and uh, but it was like I had to take some time to get get some practice in so yeah, yeah the, the <laughs> podcast was uh it was a very stressful time but god damn it was fun so right I, I, I did do good on a side event though where even though i didn't do the main tournament and, and and continue on there was a couple of side events that i actually went second and i think first place on so you know what i'll take the win there so i mean that was like out of like 40 people so you know what I'll take that. Like I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, you did pretty well. So it was, yeah. it was nice to get the warm, warm ups in.
1: Yeah, but uh, that was one thing. Before you want to get into what we're actually uh, what what the movie we're talking about the what the people clicked on.
0: Yes.
1: Go ahead and say it before I jump into uh, something else. Um. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 Uh, we're doing the Rage Carry Two.
1: <laughs> oh God damn it! Anyways, I forgot we were doing that. Anyways, it's <laughs> the so, Rage Carry Two.
0: So what you're saying is you did not watch the movie.
1: I did not. Uh, I watched uh, the Goofy movie instead. Um, Anyways, (laughs) uh, so uh, before we jump into that, I need to drop a giant, massive, no. Steaming? mm, It's going to be a steaming pile of congratulations to both of us. Because? We crossed 10,000 plays.
0: Oh, I hadn't looked. That's awesome.
1: Yes, that is huge. Thank you to everybody that sit there and actually like and listen to our bullshit from week to week, and enjoyed our shows that much to where we crossed ten thousand. Wow,
0: that's fantastic. Yeah, I've been so caught up in my own bullshit. I had I hadn't even looked.
1: I looked on it the other day, and I noticed that we went ten thousand and six plays on our on Brom Stoker's Dracula. Very nice. So, I think we were at like 28 plays or something like that, but that put us over on that. So, I mean, if you guys are continuing listening, that's awesome. Like, we love, actually, we love doing the show for, I mean, we are going through our own, you know, family, you know, just stuff. I mean, like, everybody's got our stuff going on, but it's like, this show has actually been really really fun i love nerding out on just different movies even if it's something that i don't like or whatever it is it's super fun to talk about and, and it just let it out for the world and
0: here. uh shout out to some of our og listeners that have been around for the last three uh, four almost four almost years four, now yeah. three and a half almost four years now like shane
1: shane you hold gotcha, that buddy. down
0: uh, always checking in when we haven't dropped an episode in a little while. He's like, yep. hey, you guys all right? Do you need anything?
1: Checking for pulses.
0: Yeah. Mint on pillow.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway.
1: But yeah, but 10,000 plays. So thank you guys. That's and, fantastic. Uh, can't wait to, you know, keep, keep cringing that out. Maybe I have to, to see if, uh, about doing some type of like giveaway or something like that. I don't know. Or, we'll like, talk about that, that later. Yeah.
0: So this week... We did, um The Rage Carry Two. We had done Brian De Palma's carry Oh god. Ah uh, summer of yeah. twenty twenty, I think.
1: It was a while ago. You know,
0: I wanna say it was like two and a half years ago. That was in our Back to Cruel month.
1: Yeah. I'm I remember back to that cruel. specifically.
0: Um I well before we get into that, I'm just gonna go ahead and give the info on the movie itself, um, before I get down like bogged down in the weeds. Um the Rage Carrie Two dropped March twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. It was made for a budget of about twenty one million dollars. It ended up grossing seventeen point seven million worldwide. Um, it was very loosely connected to Stephen King's The Carrie Story uh, or Carrie Story. It was the script was written by Raphael Moreau. It was directed by Kat Shea and Robert Mandel, who uh, went uncredited. Um, the movie starred Emily Burgle as Rachel. Jason Linden as Jesse, Dylan Bruno as Mark, Jay Smith Cameron as Barbara, Amy Irving as Sue Snell, Zachary Ty Bryan as Eric, John Doe, yes, his name is John Doe as Boyd, Um, Gordon Clapp as Eric's father, Rachel Blanchard as Monica, Charlotte Ayana as Tracy, Justin Urich as Brad, Mina Suvari as Lisa, Elijah Craig as Chuck. Eddie K. Thomas as Arnie, and then a bunch of uh, others that are a bit more nondescript. So, I, if you go back and listen to our Carrie episode, I love Carrie. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I liked the, the whole Misfit Strikes Back epi- uh, aspect of it. I liked that it was a bit of a slower burn. I liked that. Things were peeled back layer by layer as we went along, and it wasn't uh, super in your face. And it all ended up climaxing at the end with the infamous prom scene with the pig's blood and the fires. And um, even though Sissy Spacek did not look 16, she definitely, she I think she was 27, 26 or 27 when she was cast in that movie. Um, she looked it, but you know, because she was kind of odd looking. Um, they thought she was perfect to play this misfit character Um, fast forward 23 years from the Palmas movie dropping and we get the Rage Carrie 2, the sequel that nobody asked for but we got it anyway simply because the producers did not want to get sued so the screenwriter and the production team were working on this script and they realized that there were a lot of very strong similarities to the Stephen King story so
1: (laughs) it's kind of like when they sit there and they write and they're like because they're such a big fan of of that movie it's kind of like if you sat there yeah it's like when you see all of these Godzilla knockoffs where Mm -hmm. it's just like Gamera giant monster movie yeah it's like oh we're gonna put a giant monster turtle is anything different from a giant monster like lizard Mm, it's got a shell. Like, it's basically that. Like, Yeah, it's- <laughs> it. Uh,
0: be, but because the similarities were so strong to the Carrie character, they ended up throwing in a bunch of um, ties to that first, to the, the original film, slapping a sequel label on it, and uh, hopefully didn't, and prayed they weren't going to get sued, because they were like, well, we made a sequel to... The Stephen King story. Yay.
1: See, and that that was the thing was, I don't know if it's... One, I don't feel like the... The story really isn't any different. And it's... it. I could definitely see where they're like, okay, we're really, really trying. Um, and um, it, no, no, no. I would
0: argue there's differences enough, but I'll let you finish your
1: thought. Okay. In the big grand scheme of it... It's very, very similar to that original. But then it's like having them just call it the Rage Carrie 2 doesn't really work because Carrie's not in it.
0: Outside of um, a few snippets of uh, archive footage where they brought in short scenes or a couple of a couple seconds at a time where they spliced them into different parts of the movie. Um, As callbacks to the De Palma film. Um, So they, Carrie was technically in it, but because she was dead, she couldn't actually be in it. Um, I guess they asked Sissy Spacek to come and reprise the role and she turned it down um no
1: i actually heard that it differently
0: really because i saw that she turned it down
1: no she um at, at one point uh our one story that i've heard is that they were going to try and get her in the film as like a as a callback or something like that during like some of the like the actual scenes or whatever mm-hmm. but then they they didn't have the time to get it done so they just reused the shots threw it in there and then afterwards went to her and said hey is that cool if we used your likeness
0: ask for forgiveness not permission
1: exactly and they and and i guess they got the a-okay after that hey machines are already already done and then that's we'll move on
0: so that she got her cameo check because i because that's what i thought is they they couldn't get her um like she turned it down or something but it's hollywood so who fucking knows really what the actual um, truth was there's probably there's a several different stories for any movie kicking around. All yeah.
1: Over, the, that's, so. that's the only thing I've seen is that as far as them going, Oh, we just threw it in there and just said, Hey, yeah, you're in here. But
0: that's where they used, um, as the callbacks, uh, this movie bombed. Um, it, bar- it, I, it didn't make back its budget during its theatrical run. It may have in the time of DVD sales after all of that. But, um, No, this movie didn't do very well. Uh, For a long time, it was hard to even find. Like, they did, like, a single print of the DVD, and that was it for a very, very long time. Um, Because I remember several years ago at one point, like, because I remember seeing the trailers. I was 13 at the time when this dropped, and I remember seeing the trailers. And I thought that was kind of neat. It seemed like a really neat idea. And then it came, and it went... And, uh, it went back under the radar and that was it. And then I had like a memory flash at one point and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that movie was a thing. I, I kind of want to see it cause I love the Carrie movie so much. And the first time I saw, I finally, we finally got a copy of this one. I think it was a movie stop for like two ninety nine. dollars Yeah. It was cheap as fuck. Like they had a single copy of it, but because nobody was, you know, it wasn't worth anything. Um, it was a bum. It was a rotten tomato for sure. Um, I think
1: we actually bought it when it was like there was like a sale going on. It was like a buy two, get one free or something. Yeah, it might have even
0: been a freebie. Yeah. If if it was $3. Like it really was not. We got it super fucking cheap and watched it. And I remember being kind of disappointed because in my head, I think I hyped it up a bit more because it seemed like a really cool idea. Like Carrie's sister. Ooh, like. And then it had, the because it was 1999, so it had the alt-rock sheen on it, and it was very, very 90s. I do give this movie a lot of credit, though. This was not a Scream knockoff. No. There was no shades. Like, there was a little bit of snark, um, just because of the attitude at the time. But in in a time where a lot of the horror movies were uh, aping Kevin Williamson and his way of script writing this movie did not do that and I really appreciate I will, that
1: I will say that the the actual look of the film did have that to a degree but that it's just it's just that it's got that 90's flair to it that's
0: the thing it's just yeah. it was a 90's aesthetic
1: yeah. and it was unavoidable you definitely, like you could time capsule the shit out of this oh thing.
0: my god it is a time capsule oh my god like, like on its own. when
1: she's sitting in her room and she's got the poster of Marilyn Manson like Good Marilyn Manson. Antichrist like, superstar yeah, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, it's and. like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, that's, I was like, and, and then they're talking about garbage and like. She had
0: two white zombie posters on her wall, nine inch nails. So this was like
1: yeah. alternative,
0: industrial, like they had. in. The I was sound, half
1: expecting to see like a ministry, like poster at some point or like type of negative.
0: Something like, yeah. And cause she was, cause Rachel was your, you know borderline goth girl she was really just sort of the misfit
1: yeah she didn't really seem as like it was weird because she kind of i felt like how i felt as a kid like i was the new metal kid where i had like the law you know like the the hair hair curtain black hair i was wearing like the metal like ball and chains stuff like that but i was never like uber goth i was like i just like that type of music. Yeah, no, she had the... She had
0: the Riot girl alt-rock aesthetic going there. And um, Mina Savari, same thing. She had... She was a little bit more, like, alt-rock hippie. um, Because she had some of the flowy clothes on and uncombed hair. And, like, so this was very...
1: And her friend was, like, super bubbly, It wasn't like, I was like, I'm gonna hang out with the other goth kids. No, and like... Lisa
0: was very, like, chipper and upbeat, and she seemed to have a very sunny attitude up until, you know, she yeah, jumped yeah, off yeah. a building. But, um, it, this was an amazing time. I was having flashbacks while I was watching it, to high school, um, to 8th grade, 8th and ninth grade, because, like... Just seeing it like oh god, I remember seeing those shirts and I remember how all the boys dressed like that on yep. the football team and um yeah, it was
1: who? Did you also see the Time Traveler?
0: The Time Traveler? Yeah.
1: There's a time traveler in that movie. Yeah. yeah. His name is Machine Gun Kelly. Cause there's a fucking kid that's walking by. Looks just like Machine Gun Kelly. Now he's got the pink, pink fucking hair. It's just like scrawny. Yes, like super skinny. I was like, it's. I was like, I was like, oh. And, no, and, I missed and, and, him. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, have to pull it up for you. But I was just like, I was like, oh my god, it's fucking Machine Gun Kelly. Like that's funny. But yeah, I was just like, but like or like Machine Gun Kelly from his his now pop punk. Right, you know, Megan Fox weird shit that he's doing now. It's just like not not back. like good rap. Machine Gun Kelly. I'm gonna Kelly. stop you right yeah. there
0: before you embarrass yourself. <laughs> I
1: like I like some of his I like a lot of his rap. Like yeah, I like his I like it more of his rap than his pop punk stuff. Yeah,
0: but... Eminem spanked him, so he probably should just.
1: Oh spanked hell yeah, Eminem is total better goat than than that. But at the same time, I was like Machine Gun's got got the skills, and yeah, I, I, I can deal with that.
0: I'm I like sp- him. I'm gonna stop you right there because we're gonna lose a lot of listeners if you keep going. No,
1: like no, like Mm. no, you, no, you know, like it's it's fine. It's it's Machine Gun Kelly. I like it. It's fine. It's it's what it is. Um, I guess
0: we all have our guilty pleasures. Hey,
1: you know, he's got skills. I'll I'll give him that. But stop
0: saying that. You keep saying that.
1: Like you, you keep
0: saying that word. I don't think you know what it means. I do.
1: (laughs) Shut up. I do know what it means, and I will let you listen to a song that I I will jam out to. He's. He can he's got bars. No. He's got bars. No. There's bars for days.
0: Fell in love with an emo girl. I fell in love with any e- No, thank you.
1: That's why I said the rapping stuff is much much better. It's not like mumble please, rap please or anything stop. like that. Anyways, back to like
0: I'm begging you. Now. now that
1: we got on this tangent, but no, like but they're like the the way that these kids looked in the 90s were just it It hurt me because I'm like, oh my God, like, it's like, this is, this is us. Like, this is what we used to do. And then we're old. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is like I was half expecting to see fucking like Fubu and Sean John and like but I don't know. There were think bucket
0: that, hats. Remember the fisherman bucket hats? That, that yeah, like, Eddie yeah. Eddie K Thomas wore one of those. And this was right before. They just America- couldn't
1: label anything in the movie, which is weird. Did you notice that? There was no labels anywhere. No,
0: there weren't there's no Nike, no. there's no
1: Adidas, there's no anything that no because they was, 'cause
0: they couldn't afford to.
1: Yeah. But i was like that but that was but out of that sea of kids. No labels to nope. be found, which is really funny. Um,
0: and this was right before Eddie K. Thomas became Finch. This was about three, four months before American Pie came out, because that came out that summer.
1: My brain went to what it is to burn. <laughs> Finch, you yeah, know.
0: Excellent album.
1: 100%. Uh,
0: played to death. They fin- just,
1: they're coming out 20 years. <clears throat>
0: I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram the other uh, day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho. um, But it is too bad. Okay, stop, because at this point, now I'm going to get the sads. (laughs) Finch is my favorite band of all time. Once an emo kid, always an emo kid. I maintain. So anyway, I think I've seen them in concert more times than anybody else. Three times? Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I... I think I'm just going to come out and say this, I'm going to defend this movie. Okay, good. I think it is a lot better than most people give it credit for. I really do. Before watching this the other night, I was, in my head, I was like, oh, this one's going to be a Lulu. Like, I remember it being way worse than it actually is. Um, Does this movie have issues? Yes, it does. Um, Was this this movie even necessary? No, it was not. But, We got it, and it's in a time when a lot of the horror movies were riding on the coattails of Scream. A lot of them were either written by Kevin Williamson, or they were watered-down slasher movies that were trying to cash in on the Ghostface thing, what have you. This one kind of stands apart from the pack a little bit. Yes, it's, it's taking a lot of the stuff from Carrie. They're borrowing a lot from the De Palma movie, but... In the sea of what was trendy at the time, I really feel like it took a step to the side. And because it was a misfit movie about misfits, I think that's why it did as poorly as it did. The script was not great. But I think as a whole, it was fairly entertaining and much better than most people give it credit for.
1: So, I'm going to put this to you. Okay. This is your Jaws 2. Uh,
0: yeah. Actually, if you want to compare. Yeah. This, this is my Jaws 2. So team.
1: the way that I feel about Jaws 2 where... Is it a movie that needed to happen? No. Is it entertaining? There's sharks in it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of... There's an explosion, which is pretty awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, Outside the Sharks, has a lot of that stuff going for it.
1: There... There is sharks. Uh... Or there's a... A shark. Um... One shark that's swimming around. And... But that thing is, like, yeah. That was... It's one of those movies where, for me, it's entertaining, but it's one of those, like, does it have problems? Tina? Yes. Um... But that's the thing. It's like, for this movie, for me, for the Rage Carry Two. This is your Jaws Two. No. Or- no. No. like if you if you want to flip the yeah. rules, then yeah. yes, this then is Jaws yeah. too. Because I have a, like a Costco sized basket of problems with this movie. <laughs> Like on wholesale, really? Like, the, the soundtrack
0: yeah. didn't save it for you, huh? Oh,
1: the soundtrack was fucking boss, like but it I, wasn't
0: enough to save the movie for you. Like
1: it? I was like half expecting like some type of like Deftones to like to pop in and like.
0: I would have much appreciated that, but no,
1: that'd be cool. Um, there was there was a couple of moments where it's like the soundtrack just kind of was going all over the place, but like.
0: There was some Um, questionable decisions made, like okay,
1: like there's the one, like Sue
0: coming out of the asylum. Oh my god! Like
1: yeah, whatever the hell that was. Whatever
0: that keyboard riff was. Yeah,
1: but like, but yeah, most of the like the actual like soundtrack when like around the high school and stuff like that. It's like it it was pretty pretty boss. Like I I I was digging it. However, pretty much any movie that can get some type of soundtrack in the '90s. Is generally gonna be where I'm at because it's like, sure, it's, yeah, it, it, most of the time that's a, like, okay, there was the one, uh, one song that I was just like, I was going fucking bananas over. They fucking played a messed song, or it was like, or it wasn't messed, it was, um, MXPX. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I haven't, like, I listen to them all the time. Like, I, I have like my own, like, I made this like playlist of it's, I call it, it's like my hardcore. It's like my hardcore punk like playlist, and it's like I got like MXPX and H2O and Pennywise and all these. All, it's just a, a, a slew of just all those type of bands, and it's like you know Suicide Machines and just it, it was. It's just it's super nostalgic. So like yeah, yeah. They it. had
0: um, there was nobody. the The soundtrack itself doesn't have anyone. Doesn't really have. Um anyone on it that's like a big name um a lot of it was sort of like the alt pop punky kind do you, of Do
1: you have the list? I
0: have it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh the Hippos, Transmutator. There was a couple song Billy Holiday songs in there. Yeah,
1: I heard those. Um
0: Raised in Black
1: uh-huh.
0: uh two songs by 13 Cats.
1: Oh yeah. The, that one was hilarious because it's it's 13 Cats singing 13 Cats. Right. <laughs> like...
0: Um but uh there is one song By a band that I have not heard probably in twenty years, but I remember them very vividly because at one point they had a song all over the fucking radio. They're actually quite good for being like a post grunge like butt rock band. Remember Raw? Oh yeah, yeah. They had a song on there called "Crazy Little Voices."
1: Yeah, Raw. Yep. I actually, um, um, one of their, uh, I actually met them at a Earth Day birthday.
0: Very nice. Yeah,
1: um, and they one of their songs, um, uh, do you call my name? It's fucking huge. Like I still listen to that thing all the time.
0: Yeah, that one. Dig call that's the one. my name. Yeah, I think that's the one I was thinking of. But yeah, they had a song that was all over the radio at one point um, yeah. for a minute.
1: Yeah, but yeah, raw was awesome. But like, MXPX was on there, right?
0: Um, I'm looking. Um, according I, to IMDb, no.
1: I could have swore that it was. It, it sounded like it was a band that was like MXPX or. Master, um
0: some pop punk band i don't think Mess was around yet
1: no that's that's um, why that's why i kind of retracted that but it sounded like it was like like it had that kind well, of like mxpx kind now of now that I've, I've, I've
0: pulled up no that's not what i'm seeing here um raw fear factory typo negative there's a song it was, oh there was typo uh negative. die with me
1: oh okay um
0: yeah. Yeah, and then some more like alt rock.
1: Just but you know what? It's the song like when like the they're showing the school off at the first time, and you're getting that like Mm -hmm. where you see all the cheerleaders they're doing their thing at the beginning, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like you see all like the stoners and yeah. It's like there's like there's a there's a like there's an MXPX type song. Yeah, no, there's a
0: couple pop punk bands on here, but they're real under the radar pop pop punk bands. But anywho, I quite liked um, I actually quite liked Emily Burgle in this. I thought she uh, was somebody who she was weird enough looking to be believable as the misfit but pretty enough to not be off-putting. She was not your big titty goth girlfriend but she had just enough edge to her.
1: I'm sorry what? What? (laughs) I've never heard that phrase in my life. You don't spend
0: enough time on the internet, apparently. No,
1: not at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Anyway, (laughs) she. um, But she was believable as a misfit, um, not like unlike uh, Chloe Grace Moretz in the remake, where she's supposed to be the weird looking misfit girl, and it's like, really, okay. Like I hate when movies try to make a try to ugly up the pretty girl, and really they just give them like a ponytail.
1: Yeah. Like Chloe
0: Grace Moretz, they just didn't brush her hair that's kind of all that they did. Like she's not ugly or goofy looking by any stretch, but like Emily Burgle is just kind of odd looking, but she's still pretty and captivating. And she drew your eye and she was believable. And I liked that cause she wasn't meek. Carrie was very meek and reserved because she was abused by her mother and was raised in a very strict religious household where she was beaten over the head with the Bible over and over and over again. Um, Rachel was assertive, and she was not always a good girl. She would sneak out of the house, and she snuck her dog in, Walt, the basset hound. Um, She would sneak Walt into her room at night when he wasn't supposed to be there and sneak him back out first thing in the morning before her foster parents could come and see what was up.
1: Yeah, that... and The dynamic between, like, comparing Carrie to Rachel where it's just, like...
0: They're very different people.
1: Very different. And she was in this mode of, like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I'm ready to do something different. Literally anything else. Because, like, it's in that mode of, like... Because she's a foster kid. She's been a foster kid for so long, and she's about to turn of age to where she could just go and just do whatever she wants her foster dad while she's in the room with her is talking to her mom and saying, like because her mom's like oh well you know you're about to you know you'll probably be out on your own he's like well how much like he's like well we where are we going to get the three hundred dollars extra like four hundred
0: dollars a month or yeah four hundred
1: dollars a month he's basically using her as a as as a as a as a paycheck
0: mm-hmm. and Cause he gets that government income
1: yeah, and I it was like, that's fucking shit. I was like, that's, I mean, foster parents and stuff like that, I mean, some of them, uh, you know, they're super loving, but it's like, when you get people like that, it's just like, come on. It's like, she just fucking just left. I was like, just, she she could probably handle herself and She just,
0: could have if she wasn't under the eye of the state because she was in the foster system. That's,
1: that's true, too. So, yeah. yes, yeah,
0: but... Any cop within hundred miles of that place would have been alerted immediately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because because she's in the system.
1: Yeah, so um, I mean, but it's like she was very very close to being up and out of that area, and it's just one of those like it's it comparing Carrie to Rachel. It's it's very weird because it's like you have one parent that's like. I got you under my thumb. You are not going to go away from my Bible. And then you got the other one that's just like...
0: Her mom got taken. Yeah. Um. The opening scene of the movie, you are watching somebody paint a red stripe around a bedroom. And what it's... What a weird
1: fucking opening.
0: <laughs> it's because Barbara Lang is legit schizophrenic. Yeah. And she was seeing things coming out of the walls. And... I don't know why she decided the paint was an option, but when Rachel came in to check on her and spoke up, she got smacked in the face with a paintbrush for her trouble. (laughs) Um, I don't know what happened after that point. It's not clear if, like, a neighbor called or something, but you cut to the next scene, the cops had shown up, and Rachel is sitting outside. Um, She'd been cleaned up, and her mom is being dragged out on a stretcher, screaming about something off the wall. And they're loading her up. The men in the white coats are coming to take her away. And uh, Rachel gets stuck dumped in the foster system because her dad's not around. Well, it turns out, we've come to find out, um, by the returning Sue Snell, Amy Irving, she does some digging around and realizes that, and, and discovers, not realizes, she discovers that Rachel's dad, Rachel and Carrie shared a dad, Ralph White. Um... Even though in the first Carrie movie, uh, Ralph was dead.
1: Yeah, that that kind of seemed a little iffy.
0: Um, so the only way yeah. to make that timeline work, because if you want to do the math, Rachel would have been born in 1982 or 1983, which would have been if you go by the books timeline. The book was actually set in 1979. But that still was a gap, whether you want to use the movie date or the book date. There's still a gap there between Carrie dying, Carrie's dad disappearing, dying, and Rachel being conceived. So, because Rachel was conceived, if you want to use, depending on which timeline you want to use, either three or six years after Carrie was dead. And, I don't know, you have to make this logic leap in order to make this the time work, that maybe Ralph wanted to get away from Margaret and faked his own death. Yeah, like that's literally the only way or, to make that work.
1: Or it just became a thing where she was telling Carrie that that he died just so that she doesn't have to like
0: deal with the fact that he left.
1: Yeah, it's like oh, because because Margaret was fucking insane, insane. So he's like, I'm, I'm out. bouncing. Yeah,
0: um, it, which is. Except, it definitely happened
1: before. Except
0: but. that Rachel lives in the same town that Carrie did, so in order for that to even work, um, her her mom must have been a hit it and quit it, like a one night stand. She got pregnant, and Ralph just fucked off. Yeah. Or somehow Margaret and Ralph, Margaret White and Ralph, managed to avoid each other in this very small town. For the rest of his life. No, I, w- I would
1: say that if that was the case, then he just... He bounced to, like, a completely different area to where they He's just like, there's way too many crazy bitches in this place. I'm going to fuck out. Like... Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, he couldn't have been well anyway. Yeah. But we come to find out, once we discover that Ralph White is Carrie and Rachel's father, that the, the TK, the telekinesis gene, is carried. The men are carriers, and it manifests itself in women. Now once again you have to suspend your disbelief real hard because telekinesis isn't real like it's not i mean maybe there's some weirdo occasional weirdo phenomena but like as a mental quirk like some neurodivergence of one type or another one type or another tk is not a thing like you can't look at something and make it move that's humans just we're not capable of doing that just yet um, Lord knows I've had many moments where I was like, I wish I could do that thing from the guy from scanners mm-hmm. where I just blow someone's head up. I'm in many, many, many situations where I just go, I just want, I just want him to stop talking. Get his head. See, up.
1: I don't want to blow people's head. Up. I just want to just like sit on the couch and just grab the remote from like across the room. Like, cause God, God forbid it's like, Oh, I you just, want like,
0: lazy guy TK. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but Rachel, much like Carrie hers was induced by extreme emotions except that Rachel knew about it like Carrie had had episodes when she was little and then Margaret White to use more of a modern analogy um kind of prayed the gay away she you know there was bible study until she wasn't till Carrie wasn't moving ashtrays with her mind anymore until she became a teenager um the idea, I guess, was that it manifested itself after her period as like a puberty thing. I don't know. Um, again, it's different from the book. But uh, Rachel had had, had had it. And there was moments in the movie, like there was the one scene where she was washing the dishes. And um, she'd had a moment and things were starting to shake around her. And she was like, okay, calm down. She was kind you know.
1: Conceal, don't feel. Yeah, she was She was doing this thing where it's like things were happening around her and she was like, just leave me alone. And she was trying to use that as like it was something else around her. To that quiet was, her brain down. To, yeah, to, to, to stop her. Um, there was a lot of those moments where... She would like, especially like um, after her mom got taken away when she was a kid. She ran back into the house, and the officers running after her, and she's just running through these these rooms, and the doors were slamming, just behind slamming her. behind her. There is one little scene where you could see the stick, yeah, being pushed.
0: Um, yeah, there's another scene at the party <laughs> where you can see one of the uh, one of the. Um, at, fx guys um spraying fire retardant on some yep. of the extras on the floor yeah, he's,
1: he's laying down he's spraying shit on the floor it's really Am- funny it's amateur hour yeah. up in this oh, piece oh hey but you know it's you do what you can you what you can type of thing but well,
0: have the budget
1: but um rachel i think knowing that she can do it but i also kind of feel like because she didn't know what it was and she was told by her, like, her mom got taken away because the evil, like, I mean, they're like...
0: Yeah, similar to the Margaret White thing. Well,
1: because, like, the Margaret Ro- White thing, like, so, uh, so her mom is sitting there painting over, like, it. she's got so much religious shit. So it's like, she must have been on a Carrie White or, you know, Margaret White... Kind of fixed too, because it's like I mean I'm talking like there's like same
0: wavelength yeah
1: yeah I mean there there was ton like she, that's what she was painting over was all this like religious like paintings and and statues and all types of stuff um, but it was just funny that it was just like I don't feel like like Rachel as a kid had that same kind of dynamic where it was like that like scared
0: no because she. It, no, she wasn't afraid of her mom. Like, and yeah, her mom hit her in the face with a paintbrush. But I don't think her mom knew who she was when she did it. Like, again, schizophrenic, and like actual schizophrenic, not how yeah. people not how people use it to describe dissociative identity disorder. Like, no, like she would see things coming out of the walls. There's a scene where she's in the car with Sue Snell, and they're driving down the road, and she's waving and talking, saying hello to a neighbor that's not there.
1: It's um, a stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking at a stop and sign. And Sue's like,
0: What are you doing? And she's like, Don't you see the, see the man standing over there? She's like, Oh, I wonder how he's doing and how his wife is. And Sue's like, Okay. Yep, okay, all right. Just remember, just remind her you, you busted someone out of the loony bin. It was um, a
1: bad idea, number one. Yeah, well. And then
0: she used gum to do it, but we'll get there. So, Carrie, or Carrie, Rachel's relationship with her mom wasn't super clear because she was so young. When she was taken away from her, um her mom just wasn't well. But you could tell that Rachel cared about her. Um, But it didn't strike me as being particularly abusive.
1: No. Like, not
0: like with Margaret, where it was very clearly an abusive control thing. And,
1: and what's interesting, too, is that Rachel still had, like, connections to her mom. Like, mm-hmm. she could go and visit her mom in the hospital and... One thing that was kind of crazy was that, um, like, when Sue went to go visit her, and she's walking around, and they're they're talking about, uh, you know, who Rachel's dad is, and all the like that stuff. It's her mom is fully coherent. Yeah, she's not crazy. Like, I was like, why the fuck are you there? Like, if you're like, she seemed that normal because, like, there was one guy that walked up, and he was trying to. Involve himself in like because he doesn't get any any visitors, so he was trying to. He was
0: acting like Sue was like an old girlfriend or an ex wife or something. It was yeah. really
1: bizarre. And, and, and like, and, uh, and, uh, what's her name, I had to like run her off, like run him off. He's just like, get the fuck away. Well, and... Barbara,
0: Barbara wasn't, and I think that's the thing is, and I don't know a ton about schizophrenia as a whole, like, I understand it's like a seeing and hearing things that aren't there. Like that's kind of, it's really surface level. Like my knowledge of what this thing is, but people with schizophrenia can function. Like they're not They're They can still engage with reality. And Barbara was a case where it was fairly, her character was fairly grounded um, in that. Like she saw stuff and she heard stuff. But she could still function as a normal human being. Like, she wasn't, like, she she wasn't, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example. She wasn't like, it wasn't like cuckoo's ass crazy.
1: Yeah, I was Um, actually just thinking about that.
0: And she, no, like, she was fully with it, like, but she would just... Have weird. I mean, hallucinations. unless there was
1: like crazy episodes that just sent her over the edge, where it became this like a major risk, and that might have been it. Um, um,
0: which is probably why she was taken away and evaluated, and decided that she needed to stay. Um And so, what the movie does is, it, but
1: she was there for years,
0: over ten years, I think. That's what, just, what
1: I'm saying. It's like that. Thirteen was years. Like, you're just, I was like that's 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 a crazy long time, and it was like there's with no progress or like what like it just,
0: yeah, it's not clear yeah, you
1: know, um, like I think that at one point they say that oh, she's getting better, but it's one of those like I feel like Rachel was saying that just to get out of the conversation, yeah because it's like, well, I ain't gonna do anything like there's nothing, yeah what's it matter yeah, what's it matter it's, and, you know,
0: and um what the movie does is it hints that maybe. I mean, it doesn't do it very well and it doesn't do it for very long, but there's a few moments where the movie kind of hints that maybe Rachel has a lot in common with her mom. Like maybe she's on that schizophrenia track um, until it's very clear that she is telekinetic. But um, it's like, well, her mom's mentally ill in some way, so therefore Rachel's probably mentally ill because that's genetically passed down. Well, it's it's a different type of neurodivergence, a different type of mental issue, was what she's gotten. It was passed down from Dad, not Mom. But, um... I actually quite liked the Rachel character. I thought she was super empathetic. Um, I kind of liked the journey she went on from being really closed off, really sheltered. Um, she only really had the one friend. That was Lisa, Minusavari's character. And, um... When... Lisa, that weekend, she goes and she loses her virginity to one of the football players, gets rejected after, and decides to yeet herself off a building onto a car, which is so fucking dramatic. Like, that part really, I don't want to say bothered me, but it irked me a little bit, like... It's dramatic for the sake of being dramatic. Like, teenage girls are really, really fucking dramatic. I know this because I was one once upon a time. And we are ruled by our emotions at that age. And, like, their rejection, yeah, we'll cry ourselves to sleep. But, like, the betrayal, I don't think it's entirely realistic to say that a girl would, being betrayed by a boy would just drop herself off a building um i think that was a little over dramatic for all things considered but uh you know got the point across
1: yeah i think it was it was definitely put into the movie just for the the big shock and awe of
0: and it was the and it was the first big kill it was the first blood scene
1: but this that story is actually based off of an of a of a real life story,
0: yeah. The football players with the scorekeeping thing, yeah, and, yeah. There
1: was it was uh it was like the sperm, it was like the sperm games or something like that that they called it. There was an actual group of football players that did exactly that, and that's where the the basis of the story started t- started yeah. from because there was a girl that killed herself because it the the football player, if I remember correctly he did that. Like he built this girl up so much, built this relationship around this whole gimmick, made her believe that like he got to, got her to the point where they were like, it was high school lovers and they were going to like graduate, move out. And they were going to do this like whole life together. He got her to sleep with him, And then when it came around where she was like, talking about going to the, like like setting up for colleges and doing all this other stuff and then it turned around where he was just like no and, and just shut her like down completely just like they did in the movie and it it tore a new one because it's like her entire life of everything that she thought was completely there and it was all a lie and then i guess the 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 football players because much like they did in the movie, they kind of did what they did to Rachel, but to that one girl and caused just uh, chaos in her life, and that's what like.
0: So they split yeah. that one girl into two kind characters, kind
1: of, yeah. Like if, if if I remember the story correctly, but I believe so, that's what it what it was.
0: <clears throat> so I still I still stand by. Yeah. A girl dropping herself off a building, uh, being a bit melodramatic. Yeah, um, but teenage girls are melodrama. Um, the that yeah, let's talk about the sperm games.
1: <laughs> no, we're not going to call it that. But it's it's, it's we're going to call it the scoreboard. Like yeah, we'll call it yeah, the game because basically um, it's a score. So
0: these muttonheads were keeping a small composition journal, and actually with each one of their names in it. And they would put a girl's name down, and they would score them out of 10, typically. And so, like, I don't know if they were just going to do it for the school year. I don't know how long this thing was supposed to go on for or how long it had been going on. I mean, it was long enough for a couple of these guys to get, like, five or six names on their list. And uh, turns out Lisa got a four, which is some bullshit cuz Mina Suvari was prettier than just about every other girl in that movie. Oh, hell yeah. But that's fine. So it was going around and um there was always the undercurrent of that. It was just it's just boys being gross. And the football players especially that were, you know, cuz they were the ones playing this game, um, thinking that they were entitled to sleep with these girls and they thought it was funny to treat them Like, shit after the fact. And to the point where Sue Sue Snell, who was playing, who was not playing, um, Amy Irving... Her character Sue was the guidance counselor at that high school. It's Bates High. They rebuilt yeah. the high school that Carrie burnt to the ground.
1: Yeah, and um, she was one of the survivors from the original right. film. Like she was one of the girls that was like throwing the tampons at her. Yeah, at, at but Carrie. she didn't go. But
0: she didn't go yeah. to prom. But anyway, um, so Sue was talking to one of the deputies about you know, shortly after Lisa died, killed herself, and um, and was like, "How do we get?" Eric, Zachary Ty Bryan's character, um, how do we get Eric because this needs to stop? And the deputy, very rightly so, said, well, we can't send people to jail for sleeping with somebody else. Because it was consensual. Like, the girls did say yes. This isn't victim blaming. This is just the facts. The girls said yes. And they slept with these boys. And they yes, they paid for it after. But um, it wasn't right
1: yeah the 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 officer said he like can't do anything can't but do anything she was like it. oh but it's but he was 18 she was right. 16 you can get him on like some type of like it's like you gotta like hit him where it hurts right because it's so like- so
0: they were so her suggestion was going the statutory rape route now the point that i was trying to get to here was these boys had been doing this long enough that sue was getting the aftermath Coming into her office, all of the girls that they had been dealing with and basically, like you said, building them up to drop them and um, showing up in her her office crying and upset and emotional and probably feeling like Lisa did. Yeah. Where it's like, he told me this, he told me that, and I just want to die or they're hurting themselves or they can't sleep, they can't eat. It's just, it's a whole thing because, again... Teenage girls are emotional creatures. But also, yeah, it, well, this, what this movie also reinforces, teenage boys suck.
1: Yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing is, the way that these these particular high school football players were acting and, and treating these girls, it's like when he told her that, oh, no, you were just a, a pump and dump type of thing, he was probably pretty harsh about it. So it really may have set her off.
0: But you know, what's, you know. You know what really sucks, though, is when Eric saw them... Uh, saw Rachel and Lisa pull in, like, when they got off the bus, Eric was excited to see Lisa. He... You could see it on his face. He lit up when he saw her. Yeah. And smiled at her. Like, you, you can't fake that. Like, he was clearly into her. And whatever he had been doing because she had been a target, like, I don't think she was a target because she seemed like an easy target. I think she was a target because he thought she was pretty. And it just escalated from there.
1: Yeah. But
0: what I think is what happened is because between the time she showed up and the time she jumped off the building, there was a conversation that happened between the two of them where Lisa went to Eric about sitting, to have, you know, having lunch together. And that's when Eric dumped her. But I think a lot of it was peer pressure from Mark. Yep. Mark, especially because he's the ringleader of this
1: thing. 100%.
0: And so, and Eric was a weenie. Like, you could tell, yes, he was a football player, but he was an absolute beta loser. Like, he definitely, you know, bent the knee to whatever Mark says is how things went. So I'm sure that the pressure was put on him to dump Lisa um, to keep the game going, even if he didn't want to. And you could see it in the, the picture that was developed with Eric and Lisa, like, they looked happy. They looked, to be together.
1: looked like a they looked like a good couple.
0: Yeah. Like they looked like they were having a good time together. Yeah. And unless you are an absolute, like, lost cause sociopath, you can't really fake that. Yeah. And Eric wasn't that because Eric got scared when he realized, oh fuck, my life could be over because of this. And what I hated so much because it reminded uh, the Brock Turner case a few years ago where he raped that girl behind a dumpster. Mm -hmm. It was the same arguments that were used then were used in this movie Um, when uh, the principal of the school had a couple of attorneys. I think one of them was from the DA's office. In his office, and they were questioning Mark, Mark, or not Mark, Eric, and Eric's dad was um, also an attorney.
1: Yeah. And
0: he was trying to get
1: It was the head head DA is what it was. He was
0: trying to get Eric off the hook. And he's like, come on, like, you don't, you don't want to ruin the boy's life because he had a little bit of fun.
1: And then they all sort of like, oh, but then you also have all these other five boys. And it's like, now you're really going to ruin everybody's life. And And... that
0: argument made my blood boil. (laughs) Yeah. Because they were using the boys will be boys argument, which has been outdated since beginning like since it started being used like boys will be boys applies to dumbass rednecks getting drunk and jumping into a river like (laughs) that's the kind of boys will be boys shit where that'll apply boys will be boys does not count when it comes to manipulating women to raping women it does not apply to anything that has to do with coercion of any kind it doesn't have to like that's not boys will be boys behavior that's shitty that's just straight up shitty human behavior yeah and um, the assistant DA, I think was the one, the girl, the woman, she's like, well, what about Lisa? She's dead. Her life is ruined. Yeah. What about her? Her life, and, like, they, the, it turned into, well, if Eric sells out his friends, maybe he can get a lighter sentence, well, it ended up being a moot point anyway, because the sheriff came in and got him off the hook.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, like, the thing that killed me was, so... The, the or is like the head da was like all right come here buddy like and like pat his dad on the back like they were about was to sher- go it was the
0: sheriff that day. was the sheriff okay
1: mm-hmm. yeah so like he just patted him on the back and like walked him out like they were about to just go have lunch and then the shittiest thing is that fucking blonde-headed fuck looking right at the smug is all smug hell and just like Gave the salute, like all right, see you later. Like yeah, I
0: give that shit. Like she he you knew that
1: he, he fucking got off, and
0: I mean, to be fair, to be fair, yeah, he it was shaky at best to get him on statutory rape. It really, really was because the age con, age of consent consent in most states is sixteen.
1: Yeah, but but when you see the just the way that he was. Like looking in the demeanor of like, oh shit, I'm I am so fucked type of thing, and then out of nowhere, when that the the sheriff oh, came yeah. in, was just like, okay, like oh no no, like we're all good, like all right, see you later, and then like he was just like, yes, like we're fucked, I'm, like, I'm in, I can get back on the am on the team again, yeah, he, like, it's
0: because he 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 knew he still had a future, and yeah. Lisa didn't, and. Yes, Lisa consented to ha- to sleeping with him. But you can argue it was under false pre- pretenses. You can argue there was coercion there. You can argue, you know, there's a couple of different angles you can, can look at this at. But considering that Eric looked like he genuinely liked her and was clearly pressured into breaking it off, um and assuming Eric was going to survive this movie, which he didn't, uh, he, I think that would have hurt him for a very, very long time. Um, because he felt guilty. Like at least he had the gall to feel guilty about this girl dying. And then it quickly turned into I'm boned, which not the right response.
1: Yeah. And then it wasn't until like at, towards the end of the movie when at the party, when he was being a complete dick, To to Rachel, um, just to, but it was more of like they were all doing it to hurt her. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: and it just, Eric was Drunk
1: or whatever it was. Eric was
0: inconsistent. He was just inconsistently written. Um, That was, I don't know if it was, well, it might be the writers making a choice. It might have been Zachary Ty Bryan making a choice, but ultimately, Eric was a pretty inconsistently done character. Um, Although, say, I wasn't. Although I will say I was not too upset about it when he had his nuts harpooned off his body,
1: hell and yeah!
0: He slowly bled to death. Uh, wasn't mad about it. Um, which reminds me, let's talk about the kills because uh, if this movie has at least one thing going for it, it's the carnage candy.
1: Oh god. Okay, so the thing with me in this film is I was losing interest really hard um I was really trying to give it like my all I was trying to do my due diligence and give just it give
0: but, it a real fair shot
1: but it was very very hard for me to not be bored hmm. now once the party scene showed up and all of a sudden now all the crazy shit happens like right after she sees uh the sex tape and everything else and it's just like like all Which is
0: of also a sidebar, illegal. Very that.
1: illegal. Um so after all of that happens and all the crazy shit starts popping up I was like, okay, now we're in. Because it's like now there's like there's action, there's things happening, there's like a lot of like really everything's cool, coming to a head. Yeah, I was like, there's a lot of bodies dropping, and there's a lot of things catching on fire, there's a lot of things exploding, exploding and breaking glass and, and yeah. Flying so, off the walls. That CDs, all the CDs. However, Hellraiser did it first, so
0: just a few years before that. <laughs> but uh, he would already had the disc stuck in his head, and that was a worse movie than this one.
1: <laughs> I actually didn't mind Hellraiser three. Still, still,
0: still a better love story than Twilight.
1: Yeah, that that's made, true. Too. That made
0: no sense. But
1: the- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like I was trying to follow along. No, but- <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, no. Hellraiser three was a much worse movie than this one. What I
1: won't be doing that. I don't know. I don't I like, I thought where you watch I'll raise three, but it, anyways. But the kills in this I thought were pretty creative. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I mean I like that there was more of a it it was still felt spontaneous for as Rachel was walking through uh, different areas mm-hmm. but at the same time it was like um I think it, it felt a little bit more like the rage part of it was spot on mm-hmm. compared to what happened with Carrie when it happened with Carrie. It felt like it was just more of like, she didn't have the control. Um, however, Rachel, it felt like she was a little bit more aware of that. It was happening. Like she was like, no, I'm fuck. We're you're fucking gone. Like it's, like uh with Carrie it was more of a she was just looking and it was just happening. Like it wasn't she wasn't there. Like it was it was weird. Like I don't know yeah, if there's, there's a comparison to that be...
0: way. Carrie seemed emotionless. Hers was cold.
1: Yeah. Calculated.
0: Whereas because Rachel had it stuffed her emotions so much. Like, she even flat out said, she's like, when Sue told her it's okay to grieve, she's like, no.
1: Yeah, she's like, I don't cry.
0: She's like, I don't cry, I don't do... Which means... Which means she's not processing her emotions. So it's one of two things. Either she just didn't learn how, or because when she does feel such intense, intense emotions, she loses all control, so she just turns into Elsa. Yeah. And that's the end of it. Um, I, I'm not sure which, maybe a little column A and a little column B, but, um, but either way, she had had years and years and years of pent-up emotions stuffed and stuffed and stuffed and stuffed, and then all hell breaks loose when the football players decide it's funny to show a tape of her losing her virginity What and what she thought was a romantic evening. And we'll get to her her and Jesse here in a second, but, like, when it finally got down to... Because there really wasn't a whole lot in terms of blood drawing up until that party starts. Like, it, Lisa kicked it off, and then that was kind of it for a while. And then once we get to the party, kind of like the prom scene, same thing. It, it followed a similar pacing as Carrie. Yep.
1: That's where, exactly what I was saying.
0: Yeah, where, like, in the middle, there wasn't a ton of action going on, um, but... I don't know when it popped off. It really popped off. Like I really, what was it? Monica with the glasses. That was pretty fucking. That was
1: that was probably one of my my favorites. Because
0: because she Rachel shattered Monica's glasses inward, completely blinding her. Shredded her eyeballs to where because she had one of the, the spear guns and she had turned around and she's the one who shot who shot off the harpoon that got Eric's like shot Eric's balls off. And that's what ended up killing him was her errant shot, which I was like, I'll allow it. I was like, um, that whole,
1: that whole scene was just fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. It was perfect. And uh, very poetic Mwah! much appreciate the Mark though. There was that underwater wrestling scene with Mark where um, he, Mark had shot Rachel with the flare gun in the hip and she fell into the pool and Mark had gone in to try to drown her. And, um... No, no, no. He, what was it? I
1: thought it was what he was... No, he hit her with the... And she went down yeah. into the pool. But then she popped up and Oh, that whole, was it? She pulled him yeah, in. Yeah, she pulled him in. And then as the, um... It's like the pool cover was coming over. It hit Mark in the head. She went down, but it also took the spear gun. And she came up and cut a hole in it so that she could get out. But he couldn't find... Yeah, the, the ex- so
0: he he ended up that's right. He ended up yeah. drowning. Uh there is no way in hell that pool cover was going fast enough to do any amount of head damage. Um, he could have gotten dinged, but it wouldn't have knocked him out. Yeah, like it
1: would have been like. Ew. Well, like and it and it didn't knock him out. It just it it like
0: it wouldn't have even been going fast enough to stun him.
1: No, but that but it was still a thing where it's like for him to not be able to find a way out of that or to like go to the shallow end to stand up to like
0: yeah so well, that he can at that get point air. he was pan- at that point he was panicking
1: yeah i mean it's just like
0: which is accurate actually i'll give this movie credit that's accurate because yeah. when we love we all love to think well i wouldn't do that no when human yeah. beings panic and we get into that mindset yeah we are not we're not functioning at full mental capacity yeah. I,
1: I was just thinking it was like because there was a couple times where he's like pushing up and i'm like I kind of feel like you, you'd be able to get out of that at some point, but it's just like, I don't know. It, it was just one of those things where it's like his death was very, uh, very lackluster um, mm-hmm. compared to like all the other ones where it's like, oh, you just drowned? Like, ah, that's kind of a bummer. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, considering he was the ringleader of the whole thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, the there was the, the double kill shot with one of the football players and Sue Snell, which... You put it earlier that Sue Snell is the Indiana Jones of this movie.
1: Yeah. Do you want me to... Uh, Go let ahead me, and explain yourself. Let me explain that. Um, so... The Sue character of this the movie really is... She just ruins everything um, <gasps> when it comes to just how everything is, is paced out and just the way things actually work out in this film. Um... So Sue, back with Carrie. Um, she was the, one of the girls at the beginning of the movie that was throwing tampons and doing all that all the terrible shit to her. Uh, she was one of the like the really mean girls. Uh, she didn't get to go to the prom. Um, and then it turned around where it's like after Carrie died and burned the school down. Uh, she kind of had a change of heart and wanted to kind of fix her life. And then now she is a guidance counselor. Mm -hmm. So as she's going through it and she's seeing all these girls coming into her office and, you know, dealing with these, these football players. And then it turns around where it's like the one girl kills herself. And now she's kind of going through this whole, whole shenanigan out of nowhere. She's starting to kind of invade herself into Rachel's life
0: yeah she starts to push her way in
1: she's she's pushing her way in and she's trying to dig at something that I feel like is not like no one's asking her asking her to it's not caught like as of right now Rachel has been dealing with Whatever, you know, uh, telepathic power, like, she's been dealing with it for, for years yeah. now. Like, it hasn't been, like, yes, it's been... Uh, but she's uh,
0: been managing it fairly well, She has considered.
1: Now, I understand that the concern that Sue might have, because she's seen what what is, you know, when things go really bad, it's like, okay, well, I, I can see what that happens. And we see that at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the football players, and it and it escalates at that point. But with the the funny thing with with Sue, the, I call I call her the Indiana Jones. So let me explain that. If anybody has seen um, Indiana Jones, uh, the first one, Indiana Jones,
0: the most useless leading man in history,
1: hundred percent. Like he makes no sense for his own movie. Literally, it's like. What he does throughout the movie makes no difference to the end result. It's like the Nazis would still find the Ark. They'd still open it up. They'd still all have melted faces. Um, It wouldn't make any sense. Indy finds the Ark for the Nazis. Like, they would have been digging in the wrong space the whole time. It was just, like, he does everything to get the movie to move along but it doesn't do anything for the end result and Sue does the same thing where she is digging and digging and digging finds this whole scenario and then pushes it she, like she, she takes Rachel to the burnt down high school to tell her that oh you got a problem and you need to like either like I don't even know what she wanted to do after that It's like, tell her to leave? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's it's like, okay,
0: so you've opened up Pandora's box. Yeah. And then what? Like, what was your long game? Like, I get it. You're still living with the guilt of Carrie White. And you're trying to, I can see that she maybe was trying to avoid another disaster. uh, But I think if anything, she put it, she like accelerated it. Yeah. Like, it might have taken... She would have gotten there. Like, Rachel was getting there. It's just, I think it might have happened a lot faster than um, if Sue had left her alone. Like,
1: she literally... She t- she takes her to the school and says, I know who your father is. Okay. Big uh, ouchies.
0: Yeah, for real. Um,
1: and then on top of that, she tells her about... It's like, oh, you have telekinetic powers. And it's genetic and blah, like that. So she gives her the whole rundown Mm -hmm. and tells her everything. So now it's like when all the football players comes up, it's like, it's like, she just can't control it. And it over, overdoes it just like, sure, you know, like, so, but it was just funny, but it was just like, and then the whole thing that like, that drove me crazy was as cool as the kill scene was having the, the fucking fire poker run through the back of a football player's head and then go right into Sue. That's like
0: Yeah I was like,
1: what a waste. I was like Yeah, that
0: was like a Dick Halloran move.
1: Yeah, it was a total Dick Halloran move. Um
0: like I could fix it, I could fix it. Whoop, oh, he's dead.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, like that's just it it was it was a big, big waste. And then I would have had that like to like her mom or something like that. And then like had and then on top of that, the well, mom was a waste.
0: Yeah, and if mom had died, she would have been a waste. And it's just... I feel like... They pulled a Stephen King on themselves. They had something going, and they didn't know how to wrap it up.
1: Well, I mean, like, there's like, so, so right after Sue dies, and the chaos is going around, there's fire everywhere, everyone's screaming, running around, um, you know, and... Uh, this is right after Rachel gets out of the pool, right? Mm-hmm. Her mom comes up and kind of cradles her and she's sitting there and the mom's looking down at her and then sees the image of her as a little kid. And then all of a sudden the image flips and she goes, Oh my God, no, like you're the devil and blah, blah, blah. And goes into this, like the, the, the crazy comes back out and then the mom fucking bounces
0: yeah she ran away
1: she ran away from the like from from her again and then turns around and like so rachel's just like the fuck else do i have to live for like like everyone's leaving me like i can't like like can't trust anybody and she's like she turns to god and says just kill me like i just don't i I don't want to be here like i'm done
0: except for jesse
1: so yeah and Jesse
0: there was Jesse Jesse Jason London's character um the London that I don't I think he's the London that didn't end up turning into a drunk um I think it was his brother Jeremy but anyway um Jesse he was the misfit of the football players he was kind of because he played, he was in with the group, was sort of, but he was, like, the reluctant member of the group.
1: See, uh, what's hilarious is that I was the Jesse for my hockey team. Like, all the hockey players were just absolutely fucking terrible, and I never, ever, like, really, like, jumped in on, like, whatever they were doing. Like, it was just, like, I was always the captain, so I was always the the guy, like, on the opposite side. But I was also the nerd, so I kind of had, like, my own things, and it's like, you know what, I'm just gonna be over here while you guys go and be stupid. So I knew exactly what Jesse was like, yeah.
0: And he, um, he just, you know, he went along with it, and he was, he had the fewest number of names on the list for that stupid fucking game. One of them was his ex-girlfriend, that was Tracy, uh, who (laughs) don't ever bone your ex, kids, because they're gonna they're just going to assume you're getting back together. Um, which is what Tracy did here. Um, but to put her on the list and he, he admired, I think at first he kind of felt something for Rachel because her friend had died. Like he felt empathy or sympathy or something because of Lisa.
1: And then, well, it was, it was the whole thing of like, it wasn't that he was feeling it. Like, I think he had something for Rachel, And just kind of like as from afar type of deal, but then when the whole situation with Lisa happened, and because it's it's his group of friends that are that was involved with it, it's like he was also like feeling like super guilty of of what they were doing, and there was that one scene like so after he just got had having uh, you know truck sex (laughs) with his ex. And turn around, and it's like all of his friends are out there, like cheering him on, like from afar, which is very, very weird. And then he he starts to talk about like oh, like do, like talks to her about Lisa, and she's like, "I was like, what? Like, what do you care?" It's like she wasn't nobody, and that just kind of set him on this thing of like, yeah, what we're doing is is wrong. It's like if if nobody he, cares about
0: yeah, and he was very very drunk when he got busy with Lisa anyway, or with Tracy anyway. So, but like he, yeah, he maybe he he thought Rachel was cute or something at some point. But it was really when Lisa, when Lisa died and then Tracy was such a cold bitch about the fact that some girl just threw herself off a building in front of the entire student body. Um, I think that's when he was like, all right, so then, oh, and at the, um, at the photo kiosk where Rachel worked, yes, kids, do you remember when you used to have to take film? Yep, on a roll. I do. To get developed,
1: I remember that very by a vividly. Person. Yep.
0: With a bunch of chemicals, mm-hmm. like she actually, I think she had the automated. It was like a one-hour printing. Kiosk, yeah, it was. The, anyway. It was the
1: one hour, but still, it was a kiosk that yeah. you had to like drive up. You actually and... had to
0: drop your shit off at it. So, yeah. um, him and J- Jesse and Mark tried to get. Lisa's last batch of photos, and of course, um, Rachel said no because they're not theirs, and she knew yeah. they didn't belong to well, them. Well, and,
1: and it's her friend, and they yeah. know that like they were trying to like,
0: yeah, like they were somehow going to convince her to just hand over these photos, and uh, she did with the she did hand them over to the deputy because a he had a ticket, and b he was also investigating the murder or the uh, the suicide. Yeah, but um, Jesse, I think. Liked how Rachel handled Mark because she shut him. She shut him right down. Even when Mark was trying to flirt and be charming or whatever that was, we'll call it charming for lack of a better word.
1: (laughs) It was slimy. Let me uh, put on the smolder.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, he was slimy. And, uh, It made Jesse laugh. And I think he was more intrigued because usually girls are throwing themselves at their feet. Not this one. This was the not like other girls Um, But he he genuinely liked Rachel and wanted to get to know her. And when she said, when he tried to get with her that first time and she said no, admitted she was a virgin and she wanted that first time to be special... um, which is such a cliche, but okay, let's just go with it for now. Um, He respected her. And at first, my hackles went up because I was like, "Mm, this is part of the game, this is part of the game, this is part of the game, until D-Day, or V-Day, when um, she, you know, they finally ended up sleeping together, and um, she had fallen asleep on his chest, and he said, I love you. She was asleep. He didn't have to do that. Clearly he was feeling it in the moment. And it's it was true.
1: And it was also caught on camera too, which is... <laughs> like- which is a
0: fantastic deus ex machina, guys. Wow. To only, you know, you fast forward to the, the party, and um, that's what saved his skin. Yeah. Was because the unauthorized porno was playing on the giant screens in Mark's parents' house.
1: Um, Which, what, like, cool fucking screens. Yeah, Are you kidding me?
0: It, it, sidebar, what did his parents do for a living? Because that house was nuts.
1: Oh, my God. I was like it was huge. Like I cannot tell you, like, how much I want to play, like, Call of Duty on that thing. Like, that thing would be it so was boss.
0: multiple screens. It was like an old Circuit City with, like, the TV screens, like, all lined up on the wall. And um, that's what saved Jesse's skin was because that was playing in the background during Rachel's rampage. Um, he, she was calling him a liar and he because he he was trying to defend himself and try to calm her down and which was not working and until she looked over and she saw him say i love you and she was asleep she didn't hear him say it in the moment she was out like a light and that was enough to convince her and that's what ended up saving his life um which you know good for you buddy uh one of the we're gonna wrap this up here in a minute but like One of the things that I thought was really funny was, going back to Sue, was when she was telling the story of Carrie White, she was having all these flashbacks to the Bates High incident, Mm -hmm. and every flashback she had, I was looking at that, I was like, you weren't there for that, you weren't there for that, you weren't there for that. It was like, Jaws the Revenge.
1: Yeah, exactly, 100%.
0: When when, uh, Mrs. Brody was having all those flashbacks to shit that her husband did and she wasn't there for, same idea. I was like, you weren't there for that. You weren't there for that. You weren't there for that. Even the rampage, because she had gotten locked out of the gym. She wasn't there for that. Yeah. Um So uh, that I thought was pretty funny, but um,
1: and and all uh, the all the little like flashbacks and stuff. Like anytime they would do some type of like weird scene, like they it's like this black and white, like the like the shots go into like this art house like nineties grunge black and white, like just really just, uh, like, just anxiety-inducing, like, kind of thing, so it was weird, and then it would flip back to, like, the regular, like, the color shots, and it was just a very, uh, jarring kind of uh, motion. Some of it looked really cool, but at the same time as, like, it didn't, I don't know if it fit or not, um, the, (laughs) and and on top of, like, not only going from the, like, the black and white shots but like also going back into the um the flashback scenes of of the original Carrie movie and so that was again it very very jarring and they couldn't keep it keep it consistent all that um and, No, yeah. I mean,
0: they made a style choice. Yeah. Which is fine. Um So there was consistency there, and they used it in very strategic places, but it was jarring.
1: Okay, so it it was definitely jarring, but it was just one of those, like...
0: Like, it was very strategically done. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it didn't make it any better, just because there was a strategy to it. And then, much like Carrie 1976, we got a, um, one last jump scare at
1: the end. Oh my god! It got me! Seriously? It totally got me! I was like, oh, this is, like... I was like, it was so sweet. And all of a sudden, she was like... I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. I was like, it actually got me. (laughs) It actually got me. Like, I I got a good jump out of it. I was just like, motherfucker.
0: How dare you?
1: Yeah. And then, like, to see, like, Jesse, like... Just completely miserable and just...
0: With his burnt hand and Walt. He got her pupper, though. He got the good boy.
1: Yeah. So...
0: That got hit by a car.
1: I have problems with you. Why? Making me watch this, and I didn't know that that like that sweet little hound dog just got mauled over by a truck. I have a hound dog. Do you understand what happened to me? Like I, was like, I was like, Walter, no, I'm like no. I was like, I don't give a shit. If a human has their face exploded with glass or a spear gun through the crotch, that doesn't bother me. But seeing... Seeing a, the good boy. A good boy getting hit by a car. Luckily, he survived. But I immediately... Like, so my dog Peach is sitting on the couch. She looks at me and she's like, you're about to be a bitch right now. And I was like, I know. I grabbed her so tightly... I couldn't handle it. It was it it was probably the worst part of the movie seeing that dog get hit. And I don't know what it is about animals in movies that get me more than actually seeing like anything like with with humans or anything like that, but it was just like
0: A lot of people do that. We've become desensitized to humans in Yeah. Um, Horror movies because they're either stupid or asking for it or whatever. But, like, animals are innocents. But
1: it was mainly because it was literally I own a hound dog and seeing a dog that looks almost exactly like my peach... I was having a lot of problems. Like, it was not, not a good, good night. Like, I was just, I was very, very, very emotional on that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, hadn't seen this movie in so long. I completely forgot that was a thing. And, I then, was, uh, and then poor Walt that hit by the truck, and I was like,
1: <gasps> Yeah, and then, like, to see, like, Walt at the end, I was just like, I was like, he actually got her dog. Like, that's. I was like, that's really, really sad, so...
0: Walt's the goodest boy. uh,
1: What a good boy, but I was like... But the fact that, like, he did survive from the truck, and then, um, I mean, like... uh, Like, I guess they said, like, he had, like, a couple of, like, little arteries that were, like, that were severed, and it's like, he he had some broken ribs, but it's like, he would survive. But
0: his accident is what brought Jesse and Rachel together. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I was like, that, and, like, I mean... I mean, there
0: was a better way to do it, I'm sure. Like, she's,
1: like... Like she picks Walt up and she's screaming in the in the middle of the street. And Jesse drives up and all of a sudden, like she's like does her, her telekinetic power shatters his windshield and then stops his car. And then he gets out and then like they take him off to the they you know, walk her off to the vet. But it's a, like, but then like she's covered in blood and he takes her to a diner and like he stays with her. And then at the end of it, it becomes a thing where he starts to like have, like, that connection where it's, like, a friendship thing. He shakes her hand.
0: Yeah, it was awkward.
1: It was very awkward, but I was, like... I was, like, that. that is the start of the relationship. 100% It's like, the fact that he shook her hand in an awkward moment. It's, like, if you're not awkward at the, the first moment, it ain't gonna work. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, like... Right. It, it's one know? of
0: those... What do, What do I do with my arms? Yeah. Um. So... I...
1: But I hate you for that. I I hate I I hate I hate it. I really am sorry. I hate it.
0: I didn't I wanna say I didn't know, but that's not true. I didn't remember. (sighs) I didn't remember. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. I did I forgot that the Walt thing. I had to
1: give Peach extra snuggles.
0: Yeah, and her (laughs) she's probably laying there going, Why?
1: She's like, like, God, just get away from me.
0: (laughs) She's an attention whore. She loves it. Um so let's go ahead and Bring this pony back in the barn. Uh, pitter-patter. So, this movie is fine. Um, it's enjoyable for me. Is this earth-shattering? No. Is this a revelatory, like, life-changing script? No. Is it as bad as the popular fan wisdom would lead on? No, it's really not. It's fairly average in terms of what horror movies are. Um... It's, like we said at the beginning, this movie did not need to happen. Um, We did not need a sequel, nor did we ask for a sequel to carry, even though this was accidentally a sequel. But, um... It's very 90s. If you have nostalgia for that sort of thing, this is gonna tick all the nostalgia boxes. Uh, This was just a solid three. It's not good, it's not bad. It's pretty average bang down the middle. There's some enjoyment. Um... The creativity with some of the kills will definitely scratch a few itches for the Carnage Candy lovers. Um, Rachel's relatable and likable. Thank God. Because there's I'm getting really tired of, of seeing a lot of these more mainstream horror movies where the main character is just not likable or interesting in any way. Uh, at the very least, she's likable. Um, and you feel for her. So... In that regard, the script did a good job of that. And I think a lot of that has to do with Emily Beryl's Very Charming. Um, she's definitely got that going for her. And this was her first role. She hadn't acted before for,
1: yeah. until she did this Yeah, and movie. Uh, I mean, she did a lot of... Uh, she's done a buttload of TV. A lot of buttload so, I mean, And uh, I think she did like some, mm-hmm. like a not a burlesque, but like a... Um, it was like some type of like singing.
0: Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look into yeah. that.
1: So yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Like I guess she like she did pretty good on that. It wasn't it wasn't a burlesque show of show, but it was like a um. I don't know, it was just a singing engagement type of thing. So, but like, hey, I mean, she's a uh, she's definitely going on from her. So this is a a good jumping off point yep. for sure. Um, what did, what did you give it? A three. Oh, a three. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So for me. Uh, this one was also pretty much on the cusp of, like, what I think the original one was for me. Um, I am not a fan of these movies. Uh, for me, I was, I like the, the 90s nostalgia. Um, that was a nice little bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's like, I, for me, it, it, I struggled to try and really, like, it, it just, it kind of bored Um, after we see Lisa yeet herself off the building into the, uh, you know, into the car, um, like it just kind of just, it, stalled out. Like it, and the more that, like, as I watched it into the movie, it's like I was getting, it was, it was almost the same pacing as what the original one was where it's, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, you're getting a lot of like the you know, kind of back and forth high school bullshit, you know, drama, but it wasn't like anything that was really adding to the horror, I guess, of, of whatever it was. It was, it was more just, just regular drama than, than that. And again, it was just, it felt it was just a little boring in that, that aspect. So, um, and until I get to the the party scene at the end, that that was dope. I'll I'll give that 100%. Get a hundred percent. Look
0: up a point for that. It,
1: it definitely gets it gets some some really good points in that. Like once that that to that scene got there, I was like, holy shit! Um, like I was in. Much like in the original, like once the the blood gets dropped on her, and all of a sudden the chaos starts going on. I'm like, oh, okay, now we got, now we got a fucking movie. Like that's that's exactly what I want to see, because I'm. Uh, Big man, child, and I like my carnage. Um, so, but for this one, I'm I'm just gonna give it a solid two. Like uh, okay. I think it's 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 definitely. I will give it that I like it better than the original Carrie, uh, mainly because I like the I like Rachel much better. Um, she, the the one thing that I did thought was weird was the whole henna tattoo that spread like as like when she got her like powers, like the heart like went and started like bubbling up and then like, it, like, I was like, I don't understand how that happened, but I mean, like sure. Um, but yeah, like Rachel on her own, like for a care, like character I thought was much better. M- way more believable than what Carrie uh, was in the original. Um, the whole story with the football players I thought was a lot better, but it's one of those, like, you're still getting the same exact thing. And, and, and much like what we said, it's like, it's just not needed. Like it's just there. Yeah. It's just. I mean, I'm is. not
0: mad it exists. No. It just doesn't really justify its existence. Yeah.
1: So that's why I was like, it's like, just a. It's two. It's not bad. Kills at the end are, are really cool once you get to that point, and and even that little jump scare at the end, I was like, you know what, fuck, like you fucking got me. Like Points. that's cool. However, I fucking hated the goddamn dog. That really, that really messed oh, me up. Oh, get
0: over
1: it, it. Messed me up, Meg. Yeah, Jesus, but but yeah, but I'm gonna give it a two. Like it's, I don't, I didn't hate it, but. Uh, yeah Okay. that's there
0: so um yeah it's it's enjoyable Uh, it's just it's kind of forgettable by the time by this time next week I'll probably have forgotten about it it's just it's fun to watch in the moment it's it's brain candy it's full empty calories but you know we need that in our lives sometimes Uh, next week maybe a little bit less of that uh, in honor of our Valentine's Day episode hubba hubba we're going to do X. Came out last year.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's a, uh, this will be interesting. It's about uh, a bunch of people trying to film a high class porno and then getting murdered.
1: Okay. Yep. All right.
0: So happy Valentine's Day.
1: Thanks. Because <laughs> I was not aware of this movie at all. So.
0: Oh, you're going to like the week after.
1: What's the, the, the week, week after? after?
0: The week after is Winnie the Pooh.
1: Oh, Blood blood
0: and Honey we're doing
1: Blood and Honey yeah Yeah. see I like I've been so ingrained in like Pokemon that I have not been aware of like what the schedule is or any of that so that's fine
0: I told you you know the rules I got the the front end you get the back
1: okay Um, I'll do all the editing
0: yep so next week we're gonna do uh, X which should be fun and then at some point down the line we'll probably do Pearl which is the direct sequel that came out like six months later
1: I um, have to get out of my, under this rock that I'm in. Just, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about, <laughs> but hey, I'm, I'm in for the ride. So. It should be
0: fun. Uh, it looks fantastic. I've heard amazing things about it. So right, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, until then join us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at creep it real. R E E all is a movie reel. You can email us at creep it at Dot C M at gmail.com with movie ideas, or just to chat with Mr. Lunchbox. Um, and then finally, if you really like us, um, we're still growing quite a lot. Um, you know, slow growth is good growth. Um, you can wrap us on the streets and get our name out there. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink at yeah. uh, creepingitreal.redbubble.com. There's also a link in the Instagram bio. You just go ahead and tap that, and then do a little clickety click for a T-shirt or some home goods or yeah. maybe something for your pet. Yeah, we make actually, up for the fact that oh we God. watched a dog get murdered in this episode. He didn't, well, he didn't get
1: murdered. He got mangled.
0: <laughs> he
1: and that's it. worse. Poor Walt. God, what a good boy. God, I, I need I need to go home and snuggle on some peach. Snuggle peach, Jesus.
0: So until then, I'm Mr. Smeg.
1: I'm that good bunny lunchbox.
0: And we really, really need to be nice to the misfits. They'll end up unalivable.